Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 218 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, smattering of news, VR is getting expensive, question mark. What could that mean? Must be uh, PlayStation VR 2 details. Oh, that's not in the news. Uh, Tactics Ogre leaks, spoilers. Uh, ongoing drip of, it is in the news, ongoing drip of PlayStation <laughs> VR 2 info. <laughs> I helped build the news. How did I not remember this? I don't know. Uh, what kill zone servers are closing? I hope it's not the first game. I've seen that labeled as a Halo killer. We need that available because uh, I'm ready to kill Halo. Uh, PlayStation, <laughs> we have your PlayStation Plus games and a lot of Yakuza. I don't know what that means, but it just says a lot of Yakuza. So we'll figure out what that is. It must be in uh, Reckless, the Yakuza missions for the original Xbox. And we have more NES and Super Nintendo Entertainment System games added to NSO. I will never say NES with the S in the front of it in some sort of weird abbreviation. Yes. I will never say it. I'm Richard Bergman. I'll never say that word. I'll call it the <laughs> Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? And Page Master and Semicircle Face at the table currently. If you're <laughs> watching us live on, on YouTube or Twitch, he's an apparition. He's a coffee shop mogul, but uh, we like to call him ours. And he is, of course, Cesar Concepcion II. Hello. Glad to be back. <clears throat> no podcast one and only. So we missed you last week. Yes, we did. Yeah, I was, uh, was under the weather last week. Appreciate y'all letting me take the time off. You were battling some ailments. Uh, your check has been docked accordingly for your no-call, no-show. <laughs> Actually, you no-called. You just no-showed. No, you called. You didn't no-call. But if you called, you can't no-show, right? Because you warned us that you were going to be a no-show. He's employee of the month, though. Really? We're yeah. We're going to go ahead and hand it to Cesar? Because he got yeah. two weeks off? I'll That's roll. fine. But he's I'll, still not a uh, musical Cesar, which we played Halo with. <laughs> we did play the musical <laughs> Caesar, but we of course made him be the musical Cesar. <laughs> uh, we uh, Russell and I had the pleasure yesterday of playing Master Chief Collection with John Aria. So I did. I did happen to write that one down. Uh, I was killed by John Aria on multiple <laughs> occasions. I'm like, that's not bad. And it was. Uh, it was ex- spelled exactly how you think it was <laughs> with John Aria. It's so stupid. Oh, all right. Ugh. Bush says he cannot hear me on the pod on the live stream. That's not good. I'm muted on here. Let's see if that works. Mic test, mic test, mic test. How about now? I don't know. I never even checked. Yeah, Renee says can't hear you. I guess it changed. You know, Brant, we brought back that third audio source. I guess that bit changed. Yeah, you gotta you gotta add the Phantom Menace back in there again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just Brant, not even Cesar. Maybe Cesar was the only one not introducing himself. All right, let's jump into news. We know the recording works. That's our bread and butter. VR is getting expensive. What does that mean? Is there new hardware coming out that's been yeah, priced? Is there going to be an upgrade to the MetaQuest devices that we currently have? No. This comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. And Tom Ivan, the MetaQuest 2 is getting a $100 price increase in August. Reality, Reality Labs confirms accessories and refurbished units will also cost more. Um, who's Reality Labs? Is that their like physical offshoot of Meta? Is that their production? Physical hardware production? 
division? I am not 100% sure. Strange, right? Reality Labs. we got all kind of stuff going on. Uh, starting in August, so you have, what, three days, four days by the time this is uh, this is live? Yep. To get this <laughs> unpriced dropped. Get it quick. Yeah, no new additions, no new uh, hardware or software updates or firmware or anything that would warrant that that full expenditure. But the 128 gig model is going up to. Oh, this is a UK thing. Is going up to uh, 399 US dollars, and the 256 gig version is going up to 499.99 US dollars, which is a significant increase. I'm very glad that I got in at the much lower tier than I did. Uh, alongside these changes, we'll also increase the prices for MetaQuest 2 accessories and refurbished units. So I don't really know what accessories is outside of the, what the Elite Strap and maybe the case that you can get with it. Yeah, but I guess. Meta doesn't actually sell. It's more of a third-party market that does the great batteries and headsets and all that kind of stuff for the MetaQuest Reality Labs said customers who purchase a new MetaQuest 2 between August and December and activate the device before. Here we go with this. I had nonsense with this activate the device bullshit. Before January 31st, 2023, we'll receive a free copy of Beat Saber. I've also mentioned on this podcast many times, do not purchase Beat Saber. Go to a browser and play Moonrider.xyz and you'll get infinitely more replay value. Uh, explaining its decision to increase prices, the company said the costs required to make and ship its products have been on the rise. Um, it's kind of bizarre to me. They've got quotes about their upcoming games, which is not that big of a deal. Even with these pricing changes, MetaQuest 2 continues to be the most affordable VR headset with a comparable feature set on the market. Um, it's very strange to me because I've been recommending this set as a good entry into VR and not having a bunch of cables and everything. Uh have you guys ever seen tech increase in price like this? Just a random, you know, usually I think what they say, September 2020 is when the MetaQuest 2 came out as the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, it wasn't rebranded at that point. So two years into a piece of hardware, you usually do not see a price increase. So it's a very, very interesting turn of events. I still highly recommend it, but. And two ninety nine is still a good entry price, but oof. No, I'm sorry, they're going up to three ninety nine. You're putting it in PlayStation VR two territory, right? Or are we thinking it's going to be five or six hundred plus? It just no, it's probably more than that. You think it's going to be more than six hundred? No. You think it's going to be like Valve Index price? Four ninety nine. Yeah. Four ninety nine. All right, Renee says still nothing. So I, I don't could think hear, that was the fix. I could hear Cesar and me earlier. Just not me? Yeah. I wonder if I was roboting. Or I don't know. Yeah. Cesar's yeah, in there. Either Cesar. Yeah. Uh, Brant, I, don't, I know you don't have a MetaQuest 2 yet. Has this put a scramble on you to try to knock out one before the price increase? I don't know. Um... I still enjoy my PSVR. I haven't, yeah. since I've moved, I haven't hooked it up. Uh, highly recommend for its um, side loading, side quest program where you can get basically a fully uh, working Virtual Boy and its entire library for free. 
if you own the ROMs, of course. Is Nintendo going after Virtual Boy <laughs> people at this point? Are you a target? Uh, you know, you know how they are. They don't want to. They technically don't have any plans to sell those old games or offer them in any other capacities than what they do right, right now. Uh, but they also don't like people pirating their stuff in any game from any generation. So I would I would almost say the Virtual Boy is the 100% worst offender, though, because you literally cannot play that anywhere except no. on a Virtual Boy. Those are not available anywhere. I think we talked about this back when the 3DS was in its heyday, but how did we not get those for 3DS? It's crazy. That should have been... Yeah, that was, should have been a no-brainer, but... Yeah. I mean, it's a handful of games, and I guess they thought about it as who's really clamoring for those. So. Right. It's just the preservation. I'm sure there's diehard, yeah. Sure, in us, yeah. Preservation, and I'm sure there's a couple diehard people that would just go crazy over that, but... We love the Virtual Boy. Oh, it just got enlarged. Not bad. For the people who can view me and not uh, hear me. Uh, Gamatsu is talking about Tactics Ogre Reborn, but we haven't. This hasn't officially been announced, right? Tactics mm-hmm. Ogre Reborn description, screenshots, and release date appear on PlayStation Store price tracker. This is a remastered version of the 2010 PSP release. It will come out on November 11th for PS5 and PS4, sporting some interestingly smeary <laughs> uh, <laughs> pixel filters. Not sure how that's going to work. Maybe there'll be some options in there when they officially announce it. But seems like the store page went up too soon. Uh, there's a whole key features listing about improvements from um, the original what was a Super Famicom title, right? Let us clean together. Yeah, I think so. 1995, and then the remake of the PSP one was in 2010. So they're spacing those out about right. It seems. I've never played a Tactics Ogre game. Have you guys? Uh, no, I have not. I've heard a lot about them, though. I played the one on PS1, so way, way back in the day. Is that like the the Black Mage or something? March of the Black? Or the Black Queen? Uh, no, I think it's the very first ta- uh, Tactics Ogre game. Oh, do you want? I think it's it. called Tactics Ogre. Cause, the other uh, one you pro- might be talking about is the... It might be Ogre Battle. That's what you're talking about. Ogre Battle. That's what I'm thinking Which of. Which is I'm different. Getting- yeah, it's, it's still a tactical game, right? It's a different type of gameplay. Okay. That's definitely what I was thinking of. Um, they note, if you already own the PlayStation 4 version of this unannounced game, you can get the PS5 digital version at no extra cost, and you do not need to purchase this product. Owners of a PlayStation 4 disc copy. So that makes it sound like it's going to get a retail release, right? Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 4 game disc owners who want who buy the PlayStation 5 digital edition disc-free console will not be able to get the PlayStation 5 version at no extra cost. Kind of sounds like a PS4 physical copy with an upgrade path, a path to victory, as Cesar would say. But there's no telling until they officially announce it, right? Yeah, I forgot that what was, they... That was two days ago, and there's nothing been said, right? Oh, I forgot what I heard about earlier this week. Oh, it's Persona. How they're, you know, re-releasing Persona 5 Royal for uh, Xbox and PlayStation 5 and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess somebody had asked about an upgrade path and their response was, mm, no, we don't really have one. Buy it again. <laughs> yeah, so. it's a whole new SKU on PS5, apparently. To, I mm-hmm. guess to bring it to parity with those other two consoles. 
it still would have been nice, but I don't know how many copies that Royal version sold on top of people who had already dipped for the regular Persona 5. Yeah. Which one is on the place? Oh, no, it's actually off the PlayStation 5 welcome pack thing. And that was the original, right? Not the Royal version. Persona Royale. So. Mm-hmm. Persona yeah, Royale think, with cheese. The yeah, I think Royale it vanilla. It's, been on, it's been on sale for a bunch of times under 20 bucks. So. Yeah, it's definitely obtainable. But maybe if you have a PS5, wait for that one. If you're really dying to play this at this point. Um, PlayStation VR 2 news came out via the PlayStation blog. Somebody watch this or go over this. It wasn't a briefing, was it? It was more of a blog post. It was just, uh, like yeah. you said, a blog post. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did show a bunch of stuff. The uh, the see-through mode, where you can actually check your surroundings. Uh, you Didn't you say you could do this with the Oculus Quest? Yes. There's a where button you... you can hold where it will show you. It will not only show you where you are. You know, you're getting like a live video feed of it. Uh, it'll show you your designated room space area. So you've set it up once you turn the Oculus on, and you can do it each time if you're moving to a different room or a couch or something. And it will show you your like your room scale area or your box, you know, what mm-hmm. you've just designated as your play area. And that sounds like what they've done here, right? Yeah, because they, they say that you can use that, you know, to just to view, um, switch between the content and the view outside of the headset you can use it to set up your your play areas like you were talking about it showed them kind of adjusting and placing these like little uh i guess virtual uh boundaries that way you you know because before before with the the uh original psvr it's just like a what six by six box i think and, and you couldn't tell where you were. Like I, I, I remember no. still to this day when, because uh, Cesar helped us hook ours up when we got it. He, uh, he was like the proctor. Like he would hand you the remote. Like okay, you're looking at the screen. <laughs> He'd hand you your move controllers, and you'd be ready to go in the shark cage or whatever it was. Like it, you kind of needed a buddy to help you out until you got your VR legs and were comfortable with your setup. And, um, you know, PlayStation VR was really good at like you could pop it out away from your face so that you could see. Uh, that always helped a ton, so definitely an, an added improvement over the original model. Being able to oh. see it in the headset. So we can the, see the terror of your friends' screams <laughs> when they play <laughs> until dawn, rush of blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes, I was Russell's proctor for the famous video. <laughs> uh, other than that, they also showed off how, of course, if you have the like PlayStation camera, how you can uh, stream yourself while playing VR. Um, they Which will did be show off. Since you, uh, brain, you talked all of us into it, or Seth already had one, but talked me into investing in the PlayStation 5 camera, so this should be easy oh, yeah. for all of us to stream from. Uh, they went over a little bit of the customized play areas um, using the Sense controllers and, of course, the, the cameras. Um, kind of showed, you know, drawing your own little areas and you can draw around obstacles. Um, there's two different, um, I guess, resolutions. Uh, let's see, VR game content uh, in 360 view. Content will be displayed in uh, 4000 by uh, 2040 
HDR, uh, which is 2000 by 2040 per eye, uh, 90 hertz or 120 hertz frame rate. Uh, cinematic uh, mode is uh, players can can view PS5 system UI and all non-VR games, media content, uh, and virtual cinema screen. This was actually really cool. Did you guys use that feature much with uh, PlayStation VR? I used it on something, and I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, kind of cool could, to uh, just pop in and watch movies with and stuff. Yeah, I think you could do it on YouTube and some of the, some of the other apps, too, as well. I did it playing uh, Modern Warfare in the first remake of the first game. You, you did that cinema? Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Where it looks like you're playing on the big screen. Yeah. Giant-ass screen. Uh, and it looks like cinematic content is displayed at 1920 by 1080. HDR video, uh, 24 slash 60 hertz. Also a 120 hertz frame rate. So... And it will do, like, for people without the 120 uh, frame displays, you will be able to view those games, from my understanding, on the PlayStation VR 2 headset in that mode. Which is cool. If you're already investing in the Wii, presumed to be expensive PlayStation VR 2, that's a nice perk to have. Yeah. Still no release date officially or pricing or anything, but they're going to continue to to drip feed this information. Uh, I saw a tweet from someone, or someone quote tweeted, "No, was it No Man's Sky? Was it Hello Games?" Saying that uh, a, a message from them saying they had a bunch of upcoming, exciting, like around the corner titles, and they mentioned PlayStation VR two. Um, so maybe that's it's sooner than later. Yeah. Supply That'll chains definitely mess be the... with everybody, so I wouldn't see new hardware rushing out like that, you know? Yeah. That'll definitely be the biggest thing, is to see what exactly they, they plan to launch with PSVR 2. Besides, you think that Horizon game is a launch title? Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, if if they come out, too, and say that all that stuff's backwards compatible, you have a huge library of exclusive titles in that in that window as well. Which would be cool. We're waiting on, right? Yeah, that would be big news. I'm about to say we we never covered it because of our our break, but there was that story um, where there was a patent floating around for PS5 supposedly integrating or having old accessories working with the PS5, such as like. The PS3 media remote, the old Move controller, PS2 iToy, iToy, yeah. <laughs> what looks oh, like man. a PSP or PSP Go? I sold a shit ton of iToys. I'm not gonna lie. That snowboarding game was hot that Christmas. I was killing it. <laughs> I sold a bunch <laughs> of those things. Antigrav. You go back and play it now, like after Connect and Wii and stuff like that. It's it's uh it's a bit rough. All right, it's PlayStation VR two. Uh, Sony is closing online servers for Killzone Shadowfall and Killzone Merc- Mercenary. This comes from VideoGameChronicle.com. And Tom Ivan again. Tom was a busy man writing a bunch of articles. 
Riggs Mechanized Combat League, speaking of backwards compatible, possibly <laughs> PSVR titles, uh, is also going offline next month. Dude, we want to try this out before it before it leaves, <laughs> get in a three-man squad and play some Riggs. <laughs> Can't. Might as well, right? <laughs> we'll be the only three on there. End up liking it and be mad when they close it. Oh, that's the fear, isn't it? Bring back Riggs. Or we're just staying on playing Riggs like the last Halo 2 people. <laughs> Xbox oh, no, it's, Sony, it's Sony. They're kicking us out. Yeah. Yeah. We're just yeah. sailing off into the sky like uh, Sea of Thieves when they pulled the servers. Our ships are just flying through all, the air. All, all three of our consoles will randomly reboot or something like that. Yeah. Forced reboot. Get them all. Uh, Guerrilla Games has announced plans plans to close the online servers for three of its games next month. Those are the ones I mentioned. Kills on Mercenary, Kills on Shadowfall, including Intercept Mode, which was like the co-op DLC stuff, right? Yeah. And Riggs Mechanized Combat League will shut down on August 12th, 2022. Online features, including multiplayer modes, will cease on that date, although single-player offline modes will remain playable. Um, they note that Mercenary and Shadowfall, released in 2013... In September and fall, respectively. And Riggs Mechanized Combat League was released for PlayStation VR in 2016. Uh, they note Sony retired its official Killzone franchise website in January 2020. Does that mean so long Z Killzone? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny that you, you mentioned that it's a Halo kit, that it was touted as a Halo killer. Would it be interesting if now, since the deal has cleared... Oh, hell, I know where this is going. <laughs> ...that Sony and Bungie are now one studio. They brought them in because they know live services. Live service shooting games are, you know, very high in demand. There's There's a high volume of them, but there's always a demand for something new, something fresh. What if they revive the franchise? That makes sense as an Brand new brand. live service... Killzone game brought to you by its new developer, Bungie. That makes a lot of sense, Brent. That really does. <laughs> You've got a lot you can do with those. I mean, that's a it is a big franchise. Like they may yeah. have put it out to pasture, but as uh, and the this article goes on to note that Herman Holtz, now PlayStation head of Worldwide Studios, came from Gorilla. So it's in his it's literally in his DNA. But that would that would be interesting. A, a Maybe a free-to-play, free-to-start Killzone-style yeah. game. Uh, I had been thinking that there was demand and nostalgia for another Sony property that's been put out of pasture, SOCOM. SOCOM could be one of those that gets uh, yeah. network play and things. They they could really go in and, and adding these to like the extra or the premium tiers of PlayStation Plus, you really have good avenues to launch this and get your player base engaged with, with these franchises. I just don't want to see them disappear. It's one of those things, you know. Did I fall in love with Killzone games? No. Did I dabble in all of them and really enjoy Mercenaries beta on Vita specifically and have so, so much good. fun with that multiplayer for some reason? Yes, but uh, the 3D on Killzone 3 was really good. Uh, Killzone 2 was infamously, I guess, that... Uh, speaking of another other dead PlayStation franchises, but uh, infamously the the unable to obtain uh, visuals of that mm -hmm. original trailer and how close they would get and the chasing the 1080p dream and such. But you hate to see it go away and just not be a thing, but they are definitely uh, 
they're definitely a Horizon Forbidden West studio at this point, right? Yeah. And they well, got their hands on that VR title. Yeah. What um, what actually a lot of people were upset about is not the fact that they uh, said something about closing them or or anything like that or losing you know that multiplayer for these titles. It was how sudden they are going offline, and I think I even saw like a screen grab of somebody going through like the user agreements, and it was something about you know Sony's supposed to give like ninety days. Um, That's how the of it, notice usually, usually at the end of kill those, a server. Usually at the end of those, it says something like they can do it without cause or at any uh, reason. Like it doesn't, it can it can knock out all these other things above this. I don't know. I just saw it and I I saw that user agreement and it said something about uh, like the last time it was edited was in like 2013 <laughs> was the last time they updated that agreement. So right when both these Killzone game came, games came out. Yeah. Still trying to fix my audio, but I don't think now's the time. I even played um that Mercenaries. You talked about uh, it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a while yep. ago, but it feels was still like, pretty. Feels like it was a couple weeks ago. It was. It was a pr- pretty solid. Still a pretty solid experience. The thing is, is there's just there's not very many people playing. I think in the match I got into, there's two other players. So worldwide, yeah. No wonder it's. I wonder if there's a if it's experienced a boon of players since then though. Uh, could always boot it up and see. Check it out. Yeah, I'm putting this back on this everywhere thing. It's just not it's not behaving. Oh well, we'll figure one thing out and six things break, right? Uh is that it for the kill zone news? Uh yep. Next up we have your PlayStation Plus monthly titles for August. They kind of kick ass. These are not lames with gold, right? Yeah, pretty good. Um, you've got, this is for premium, extra, and essential tiers. You've got on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. So cool to get the next-gen version of that. Or is that current-gen? Did we decide that's current-gen? Yeah, current. <laughs> current-gen and previous-gen. And Yakuza Like a Dragon for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Again, current-gen and last-gen. Little Nightmares, which I think friend of the show, Russell, has wanted to play... On various platforms. Was that ever on Game Pass? Seems like a Game Pass title. I was about to say, I want to say it was. Yeah, I think so too. Might even still be on there. Yeah. Uh, The Tony Hawk games are the big gets. So that's your August month. Mm -hmm. Your August titles. And that's coming off a very strong July that gave us Crash Bandicoot 4, Man of Medan, and Arcadegeddon. 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 All right, uh, there's more Yakuza games coming to PlayStation Plus this year, starting this month. Uh, This comes from PlayStation Blog and Adam McHale. Uh, The acclaimed Yakuza series uh, are all coming to PlayStation Plus in 2022. Yakuza Like a Dragon joins the monthly game lineup in August. And then extra and premium members can begin Kazuma Kiryu's epic journey through the criminal underworld with Yakuza 0 Kiwami and Kiwami 2 when the titles launch as part of the August game catalog lineup. Uh, then later this year for extra and premium members, Kiryu's story concludes with Yakuza 3 remastered, 4 remastered, 5 remastered, and Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. So you will have the complete 
Yakuza Saga available to you through the PlayStation Plus. It's a whole lot of Yakuza. And premium, premium, mm-hmm. premium, premium tiers, premium tiers. Whole lot of Yakuza. That's what we said it'd be in the news, right? Yep. All right, we're busting through this news. And last but not least, there are three amazing classics that everybody's been clamoring for coming to Switch Online. Thank you, Cesar, for making us upgrade. <laughs> oh, have you received compensation for all of your? Uh, oh, I need upgrades? to. Yeah, I need to pay him. Brand's they, one of them. They brand's the only one. Wow, excellent! It's been a good value. And I just got to find uh, number eight soon. Number eight. <laughs> we need. We need our final person. Uh, submit your application to be our eighth Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online Expansion Pack family member to nofodcast at gmail.com. We will uh, take in the hundreds of applicants and choose one. Charge you and, $80. Yes, and you get to cover all of next year. <laughs> you win the you win the ability. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the three titles, of course, are Fighters History, which is a 1994 Data East Corporation title. Seems like all we get now is Data East releases. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche from Ben Presto and Hal and Compile. Compile, noted developer of excellent games. Kirby's Avalanche is not bad. And I don't know anything about this one. Where's it at? Uh, Dave, Dave, Davia Story? Davia Story? Could you just six. go with Dave? Just Dave, 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 Dave. Dave Story 6. Dave's uh, not here. Six. The sequel to, or the prequel to Cave Story 6. Imperial of Nearsartia. What's crazy is that this game came out in 1986. <laughs> so when did the other five versions come out? Or did it just start at six? Yeah. <laughs> was it like, Go, was it like Go simula- a GOAT simulator and it skipped two? Could be. They skipped one through five six. and went straight to six. Yeah. yeah. That was the luckiest number. Or maybe like one through five was all internal titles that were just builds that didn't play right and they struck it right with the sixth one. Uh, That is an NES game, I'm assuming, since it's 1986. Yeah. It is. That is from Toshiba Emi is the developer of that one. All right, how did that one look? Because I really didn't look at that title. Uh, I mean, I'm looking on their website here for Nintendo Life, and they don't really have any photos of it yet. And screenshots. Hold on, let me see. Trying to pull up this little video real quick. Uh, on the Japanese side, you get the Super Famicom remake of Kirby Star Stacker from 1998. Dear God. <laughs> Ooh, it's a late title. Fighter's history is not bad. Kirby's Avalanche. What is this? I'm imagining a shooter like a Darius yeah, type shooter. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, you'd be surprised when you watch the video below that I'm looking at. Okay, this isn't bad. It looks like the NES's answer to us. What is it? Assault Suit Lanos? That series. That doesn't look bad. That might be the sleeper hit there. Dave, Dave, Story Six. You're fine with Dave. Dave Story <laughs> Six. <laughs> I don't hate hate Dave Story 6. Dave Story 6, yeah. We just missed Dave's story in iterations 1 through 5. Yeah, that's the only one, right? It's the only one in the series? (laughs) I didn't even research it that far. (laughs) We've already done enough looking at the... All right, let's see what the series is. We we breeze through news. I don't know. Hold on. I'm I'm, I'm just going to search Davia Story 5 and see if it brings anything. See if there is one? Uh... It's, oh, shit. I don't think so. It's is the uh, sixth M- part of a seven-part series? <laughs> yeah, Davia Story 5 is on the MSX. The Cup of Soul. Holy shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Story 1 is on an NEC PC. 
Story two is on the FM seventy seven eighty five or AV. Yeah. Story three is Trial of Nirvana, which is on Sharp X one. And Cesar's right. Uh, story yeah. four and story five are on MSX and MSX two. <laughs> story six is on Famicom. This is worse than Shinmu. This is spread yeah. out across like Shinmu style platforms. <laughs> and story seven is on NEC PC ninety eight oh one. We need a story of Dave collection that puts everything yeah. on non-obscure Japanese Dave, computers. Dave's complete story. Dave's All complete right. story collection. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at eBay. The, the used copy of uh, Dave's Story 5 is like $183. Jesus. On MSX2? Yeah. Is it a cartridge? Um, I'm clicking on the... Or is it one of those magnetic tape things? I bet it's a cart. Uh, it's a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> The, regular floppy or one of those big the booklet looks fire man it has like uh these anime characters that looks almost like police knots on the cover guys you know what we have to do now right you know what our responsibility is we have to play the ever-living shit out of dave story six on stream on nso whatever it is to prove that we can get the other six dave story games brought stateside oh god um i'm looking here so, sorry, do you see the correct pronunciation somewhere in what you're looking oh. at? <laughs> is it, Brent had is is Davia. I see the kanji. Is that how you it's pronounce not, it? Is Davia, yeah. That's, it's not a... I don't think it's... Where's it at? I can tell you. When designing the Famicom version of the game, Toshiba EMI took the system's capabilities as well as its younger audience, market audience into account. The game has been considerably simplified compared to its computer counterparts. Before starting an action sequence, the player is allowed to place three power-ups along a map of the stage. When the player reaches these designated locations, the specified power-up will fall from the sky for the player to collect. That's neat. Yeah. The game concludes with the player lo- when the player locates and conquers two specific planets, the Veratora manufacturing planet and Nersartia, which is Imperial of Nersartia is the title. Yeah. Bill- yeah. yeah. I'm lo- I'm looking at the the kana and it's is is uh dayivu uh dayiva 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 Dave Dave story <laughs> build as an Day-Iva. active simulation war each game has a player direct a different protagonist or hero through a galactic war in most versions the player must travel from planet to planet defeating enemy defense armadas and then storming the planet in a mobile attack suit destroying as much of the planet's defense systems as possible. Kind of sounds like a Blaster Master mechanics where you have two different, or a Guardian Legend, where you have two or three different game types kind of melded into one. All right, that might be the sleeper hit, and we've spent way more time talking about it than any podcast <laughs> in the world. That's why you come here. The story of Dave. Hey, they got the first game, 130 bucks. They're all expensive then in, in the, the PC-8801, and, and it looks like a <laughs> fucking uh, the biggest flop you've ever seen. There's two of them. There's an A and a B label. <laughs> yeah. Load them up. It's like getting, what, Windows 95 on 32 floppy disks? Yeah. Insert disk. All right, is that it for news? Do we have anything else to add there? Nope. I wanted to do like a trivia quiz thing, but I think we're going to wait and do that for one of our... Not filler episodes, but our We Can't Record, Let's Put Some Content Out episodes. I've got some cool ideas, if that's something you guys want to try. Um, 
someone uh, sent it into another podcast. They did like a soundtrack trivia game. So how it'll work is uh, I'll probably quiz the two of you guys unless we get a, another host in here that would have the three of us together. But I don't mind swapping these out. So I'll give you a like N64, right? And it goes off the honor system. I'll read you the name of one of the tracks off the soundtrack. And then you write down the game you think it is. Uh, question two will be a little bit more easy. Question three may be even easier than that, but you can't go back and change if you figure out what the name of the game is, right? So if, all right, let's say song one, uh, N64, and I said Frigate. So you would write down what game you think it is, right? And then it would be Damn. And you'd write down the name of that game. And then it would be... I think it was like Escape from Severnaya Station or something was the name of like a more obvious one. So then you may have Cesar, you got none of those? Oh, Cesar, mm-hmm. you haven't played this game. Brant, you got any of those? 007. Yeah. But would you have gotten that? Like, is that what you would have written down for the first one? Um, you might have written down, let's say you written know. down Mario Kart 64. So you would have got, I'm... if you got it on the second one, you would have got two points from that. I'm audio. If you give, because I may not exactly. I can't do know, that. I can't. Yeah, that, I may not. I may not obvious. exactly know, 100% the names of some of those tracks, but like if you this give me a be, two second clip of something, I'll be like, oh, yep, I know, I know what that is. This could be fun then. I think I'll keep that in mind. This could be fun because I'm the same way, Brand. I'll hear a song and it's like, well, I know that's STP or whoever. I have no clue. I'll give you a lyric from the uh, the chorus maybe, but I don't know the exact name of that song. Like, do y'all like the idea of that? Did you, would you want to do one it's something like that? And that's then, be worth uh, a try. I also like old. Uh, I took one on our trip. Cesar was kind of thumbing through it with me, but I'm really on this retro game magazine kick, and not retro game magazines as in it talks a current game magazine of which they're slim to none that talks about retro games, but like uh, Game Pro era 2002 and um. EGM 1998 and stuff like that. But I'll read the review of a game, and of course, you know, it'll be like, uh, this blank blockbuster finally validates, I'll tell you the platform, finally validates your purchase of the N64. It brings this classic franchise from Super Nintendo all the way into the 3D realm. Uh, blank has never been on an adventure like this. It'll be something like that where it's mm-hmm. it's bleeping out the more obvious parts, and then blink. you can guess back and forth. Do what? Blink. Has never been uh, on an adventure. Yeah, Link has never been, as I say, Blink. Blink has never, Blink been, on has never been on an adventure. So I think I think it'd be a fun type thing, especially the soundtrack. When I was loving the soundtrack stuff, because they got deeper and deeper, and it was like, holy shit, I think I know. Like there were some songs. Uh, they said Sega Saturn, so I was like, these are Panzer Dragoon levels, I believe. And then it ended up being Nights into Dreams. So it was just like the way it would take you off into it was uh it was good. I th- I think it'd be good content, but. We'll see. We'll see if you guys want to do something like that. Uh, let's go on to games played, I guess. Uh, I have now played, somehow, I've played the intro world to Klonoa on three different platforms. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, no, I played uh, Dor- this is Klonoa 1, Door to Phantom Isle, off of the, was it, Fantasy Reverie Collection is the new, yep. the new collection of Klonoa 1 and 2. Uh, I first played it on Steam Deck. I played it on Cessar Steam Deck and played through that first world, including the first boss uh, that you fight at the top of Bell Hill. Um, this really, first off the game, I, I spoke a little bit on it last week, but having that fast forward thing to go through some of these slower, 
they're not really cut scenes. They're just kind of like uh, story bits, but they're really slow. And it's great to have options where you can just like, all right, I'm getting through this. And the music stays the same pace and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of gets you through the the slower cartoony because the plot's not super deep, right? Clono is trying to get to this moon tower now to, and now he's got a pendant after this first boss battle type thing. But so I've now played it on PlayStation five. My copy came in from Amazon, great Britain. Uh, it sat on my porch for four days and somehow did not melt. <laughs> um, I've played the PS five native version. I've played steam deck on Cessar steam deck, and I've played the switch version on my OLED switch. And my current ranking would be PS5, uh, Steam, and then Switch. There was just a little bit of stuttering on the Switch that kind of bumped it back a little bit further. But it looked really good on the OLED, so it does really pop on OLED. Um, But that game is awesome. And the first time I played it was on Cessar Steam Deck, and I didn't quite have that Klonoa mechanic of, like, grabbing the things and jumping or grabbing the things and flying or grabbing the things and shooting them at the egg that's in the foreground or background. And it seems like maybe I was meant to play this tutorial level three times across three different platforms because I've got I've got the hang of it. As soon as I popped it in PS5, I'm like I'm trucking along and I'm I'm not losing lives and I'm I'm well, not losing lives, but not losing health and playing it like way more smoothly than I was before. Um, so I'm gonna keep going with that. That game is that game is awesome. Anyone who's on the fence about the Klonoa collection and they I ranked them, but they don't play horribly on any of those three. You'd be fine. Uh, trying out any of those and there's demos for each each one of them so hit it up there, well is is there a demo for steam yeah yeah that's yeah, what we played yeah. right yeah, yeah you did yeah i mean i ended up buying the steam one i think that was the one i bought from the okay. u.s shores to support so. the digital yeah yeah so highly recommend those and of course you know physical copies of Klonoa one or two are super super expensive at this point so this is a great way to get these on modern platforms too uh played some more halo with uh, you guys on Brant, you played with us Saturday. Saturday, yep. And Cesar played Monday, so I didn't have both of you guys together on two different two different rounds. Um, anything of note? Is there anything to point out much on Infinite? Everybody's still leveling up. No, I'm still I'm still trying to get caught up to your level. I think I'm like level ninety. So Russell hit Russell hit one hundred yesterday. We played a little bit. Until we got frustrated, there was, you know how you run into those days with Halo and it's just like, can't do anything right. Always a second late on the melee or something. And it just, every time it's every, 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 that's game. every game. <laughs> this was man. Yesterday we were just, we were yelling at the TV and I was like, man, we can't do this. This is, we're on, we're on a break. We got to relax. Like this is time to just chill. So we ended up playing and we did this last night too. It wasn't just a work break, but we ended up uh, pivoting back to Master Chief Collection and playing some of the old Halo 1 stuff that we were doing like Hellbringers and the muskets on the <laughs> on the prison map and uh, we actually really enjoyed going back to that. So it may be worth us dipping back into that kind of when we're when we're not feeling Halo Infinite so much. I mean it's different when we have nine people online. We have to play Infinite, but it's definitely a good one for us to drop back into. I might stream some of that too. Just for the hijinks and craziness that we do with with the Hellbringers, with the flamethrowers and all that kind of stuff. But we, it felt good to just chill out with those modes. Uh, those deaths don't feel cheap. You may have some random grenades and stuff, but it's not aggravating where you're trying to figure out where you got killed from and some sort of weird lag or... You know how Infinite can get. Well, I've talked about it many times on this podcast, so... Uh, Klonoa, Halo, I mean, it brings, uh, it brings Halo the best out of people. Infinite does. 
Best and worst. Yeah, me hollering at a video game is not a good idea. Better That's, than, uh, like, what, was that, what was that dude on Monday who just had our number the whole time? You, you end up trying to block him. Did, did you end up blocking him? I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I. it was so easy to block people that were either way out of your league or didn't play the game right or something on Master Chief Collection, and they never popped up again. Uh, there was a player who I remember on Master Chief Collection. His name is Enroge. Sorry, Enroge, if you're a listener. Well, actually not, because I was trying to invite you to a party. He was always on the other side. We were playing the exact same action sack mode on Master Chief Collection. He was against me and Russell for like five straight matches. And after the third one, I'm sending him party invites. Like, come on, just just get in here with us so you can play with us. You're playing the exact same shit. Like, we were going to have you on the headset and everything. But uh, he never ended up joining. I sent him a firm request. We'll see if he, we'll see if he jumps on there. But uh, we had an interesting um, player name against us on Master Chief Collection. We got killed by John Aria multiple times. <laughs> so there was, <laughs> there was that name on Master Chief Collection. Nothing like getting murdered by some John Aria. Uh, the kids play anything? Oh, my kids are way into Astro's Playroom. They saw it on the PS5, and I guess they remembered me playing it. It's like, hey, we want to play the robot game. So they just, you know, it doesn't really keep track of lives. So if you fall off, they just take turns, and they're they're doing a good job with it and really enjoying all the crazy stuff that you can do in that game. I forgot... It's a great tech demo, first off, and I think it was in, if it wasn't in Game of the Year discussions, it was at least mentioned as an honorable mention of some kind. But there's just so much you can do with, like, they're learning 3D platforms and such, where you pull on, there's there's like cables that stick out of the ground, and you'd pull on them to make a platform pop out or something like that, and they just have fun exploring, and um, they'll find the, the Astro the astro robots like in the distance filming the different playstation scenes which we all recognize like oh that's order 1886 and stuff like this and i'm telling them because they're like look they're filming another movie i'm like no it's from a game let me tell you what game it is and then they wandered around in the museum and i was i was uh showing them you know here's the playstation one hop on that and that pops the lid up and then i would actually show them our playstation one so it let me show off kind of the museum a little bit here and there as they were going through the digital museum and then every there's so much flair and and great production value with that museum and with Astro's Playroom. Like he swirls and the you hear the actual sound of the PS2 and then the drawer slides out and it's just I forgot how polished and how much of a like PlayStation museum honestly that 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 title is and how much fun it is and they're just they're having a blast. They they go through the rain and they pass the controller back and forth because they can feel the rain and. It's just they're they're really having a good time with it. And I mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, I got the two controllers on that GameStop sale. So I think we're going to dive into Sackboy. I think we're going to try the four player Sackboy's adventure and see how that goes. Since they're really getting the hang of like camera control and the 3D environment and stuff like that. It just uh, it might be time. They're really they spent like five hours on Astro's Playroom the other day and they loved every single minute of it. They asked me tonight, can we play the robot game? I was like, no, I got to go do podcasts. So. Kid, a slight kid update there. Just check in on what they're playing. But those are those are my games played for the week. Still, still stuck on Halo Infinite, man. Was it was it was it Elgato? <laughs> you're trying to figure out the player who was yeah. blocked. <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember you were super mad. He's like, you're like, fuck this guy, and you're like, I'm blocking yeah. your ass. I remember you at the end of the match. I can't. Was it Elgato? <sighs> so what happened? What happened to us? Was it yesterday that Russell and I were like, we got to quit Halo for now. So I've been spawn killed before where I can I take like two or three steps and I get dropped. This yeah. person 
this person on um I can't remember the map. There's a tower at one end and a hangar on the other end and the training ground and the the hydro turbine thing on the left. And there's like a walkway underneath like the catacomb things. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of that map, but someone got in that tower and every spawn point we had. I should have taken a clip. I spawn. I drop other side spawn drop. Once he got in that tower, he knew the right ways to move where the spawn points were going to come from. And I was literally getting spawn killed like I had never experienced this before. It wasn't me making a couple steps and somebody's mowing me down. This person is just literally waiting. And it was tactical. So you could not make two steps. If you got hit in the head, that was it. And he was just dropping us left and right. I was like, all right, I'm tired of this game. <laughs> we got to do something else for now. Got to. Who was it, Cesar? Can I look at my band? Seeks, right? It, it, I was like, who are the dumb ones? Angry no, Mr. we Me owned Seeks. Angry Me Seeks. We owned his ass. Harassment. Oh, God, too. Uh, Russell, friend of the show, Russell Wright, might remember. He was in there when we blocked him. <laughs> Brand, you would have been you would have been aggravated, Brand. It was not a good time. Uh, I remember because you're like, I'm blocking his ass. Mm. I'm trying to. We'll never play with him again. We'll figure it but, out, or I'll look up band players or something. I think, all right, I'm, we can go in the, th you know, you can go in the theater on those old matches, and you can look at the theater, you can look at the round from any player's viewpoint. You can switch to any player on that thing. I remember, what, I remember the, I remember the Archduke. <laughs> Archduke. <laughs> yeah. Taxable Ocean. It was cardboard, cardboard. Yep, cardboard. Cardboard. With the E yep. for board. With the, with the E in it, cardboard. Yep. That's what Fuck it was. cardboard. I wouldn't got to. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Never again. No, thank you. Because it's like no matter. It's like I think as soon as I spawn, he was killing us. Or then he would grab every super weapon, every yep. grapple thing. He would grab everything. Yep. No <laughs> chance. No chance ever. <laughs> this is not fun. I'm not having fun. Oh god, cardboard. Block. You get block, sir. All right. Yep. That's Three. what I've been playing for the past week. Hish. Uh, for me, not much. Um, I mean, I did play some Klonoa. I think I'm at the end of the first game. How long is um, that game? It's not very long. It's not. No, it's like I think I'm on like Act Five. I can't, I can't remember. Usually, I'm on Klonoa, Act Two already. Klonoa has like some after game stuff, kind of like Kirby does, okay. where it's like some continuations afterwards, where it does something and then been on there. I don't remember. Or what the Mario games are doing now. I know when I played the GBA ones that. When you beat the game, it's like, oh, there's still another aspect of the game, you know. The, you have the story-wise, you play more levels or some bullshit like that. But yeah. uh, like I said, I, I haven't played Cold in a long ass time, and I, I think what, this one's a port of the Wii one, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, with some substantial improvements. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, this was rebuilding the Unity engine, so I mean, they they pretty much redid the assets of that game. But I mean, this is like not the homage to the original PS one. It's like an homage to the Wii one, which is an homage yep. to the PS one, right? It's like a right. fucking Inception squared. <laughs> um, it's a spiritual spiritual remake of the spiritual remake. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost if I remember correctly, I'm almost done with it. I'm at the very end where they they got you know you know it gets more difficult when you got to get to like the orbs and different aspects and I I, I get to the point where like ugh, I don't need to get every fucking diamond available for that level because like there's shit up like super high and it, you have to do all that puzzle less shit where you have to like. <laughs> jump up, jump off the guy, grab the other guy, jump off the guy, and it's like two-second timing that you can just blow your ass across to get to the thing on there, and I try it twice, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm like, 
I don't even know if I, was, I don't have to get this in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah, I don't even think if I was like 10 and I had nothing to do, I would still do this. You know, it's the like, only game you had. Yeah. Like back in the day, because I used to be like, I'll get fucking everything. This is the only thing I have, you know, and yep. tell you how many times I fucking sat there in uh, Mischief Makers and got every fucking thing in that game because that's all I had, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm almost done with that. And I mean, I'll echo everything you say on there, man. It plays very well. Uh, 60 frames per second, 4K. Um, it's gorgeous, very, right? It's a it's gorgeous game on yeah, PS5. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Uh, Brand, did yours come in yet? No. Damn it. What is a holdup? And I may have went ahead and ordered a uh, another version as well. Have gotcha. two different versions. I, yeah, I'm gonna end up getting probably the maybe the digital switch one just to support, like Cesar said. Don't mind buying multiple copies of this one. Yeah, I mean, because they said this was a. I mean, Namco said it themselves. I'm glad they said it. You know, this was a test. Like, if they want to continue this franchise, so I mean, I bought three copies of the game. Uh, I'm done. I'm yeah, be, I bought three copies this year. Yeah. yeah, be honest with us. Don't tell us two years ago when nobody bought that one that, oh, that was our trial. Nobody nobody was interested in it. It really flamed out. This was our last chance. It's like, we didn't know. People would have talked about it. There would have been articles written. It would have been yeah. out there to people that, hey, this is it. This is your chance for this one. I mean, at this point, if anybody's bringing back a franchise, I'm taking it as like, uh, this is it. Cause, I mean, I, I bought like five fucking copies of Onimusha and I've still got two and three or four. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm the I'm the one guy waiting for that. I guess I didn't buy enough fucking copies of Onimusha, so. Uh, I didn't help you, sir. I don't think I bought any on Onimushas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I bought. You almost physical, beat it a couple months ago. Yeah, I bought physical PS4, Switch. I bought digital PS4. I mean, I, I, whatever, man. I bought. You've done your part. Game. You've done your Onimusha Capcom part. was this to me. They were like, "Yep, thank you for your thirty dollars." <laughs> Twice. Um. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, I'm almost done with Klonoa. Uh, I did play uh, Bright Memory Infinite. I think it was that game they announced when the like a first-person shooter they announced during the Xbox show, right when the Series X stuff was coming out. Because this is one that if you got Bright Memory, they automatically... If you got on PC, they automatically get the Infinite version, which is like the one they redid in Unreal Engine. Uh, it came out... I bought, I bought the PS5 version, because I think it came on PS5, um, Series X, and the switch one which i, I gotta play the switch one to see how that is um i said fuck it i went in and bought it It was 30 dollars um i advise you brant to not spend the 30 dollars because the game only literally took me two hours to beat oh god um but it, it is like um it's fun though i can tell you that much it's a first person shooter is done by a chinese studio um and it's like a like an homage to like fucking call of duty so it's like, okay. I mean, it is like the most fucking Call of Duty is <laughs> first person shooter I can make from a, you know, an Eastern developer. So, uh, I mean, you, you wake up and like you, you play as Sheila Tan and you just wake up during the Chinese New Year and she works for the SRO, which is like a supernatural research organization. I think that's what it stands for. She gets a call from uh, Director Chen to investigate a black hole that ra- that randomly appeared over a province in China. And as she goes through, she has like these different like a suit um, that gives her like different abilities. Like to, you can do a gravity uh, grab and pull people or items to you and do a punch and punch it away. And you have the sword that you can use to repel. Repel attacks. 
Uh, so you can literally just bounce bullets back to different enemies. And um, as you're going through and get closer to this black hole, uh, you start it starts pulling like these spirits from previous Chinese dynasties in there, and they're taking over like uh, different statues or just warriors. And you get like uh, you have to fight like Asura and like for bosses and everything. So you have like this general from like way back in the past in China is trying to activate the primordial flood to wipe the world clean and start it over again. And then you have a modern day general, General Lin, who's trying to do the exact same fucking thing. So it's like, I mean, you basically have to stop him. But I mean, it's, it is like a, it's a first person shooter. It's fast paced. It's cool. Um, like I said, you can move up your weapons. You get different weapons. You get like a shotgun, a regular assault rifle. The uh, uh, sniper rifle is OP as hell. Because um, there was a couple times I just pulled that out and just shoot people in the leg. And that's like, usually the sniper rifles will only kill in most games. And it is in this one as well. Okay. Regrettably, uh, I missed the start of this. I have to know what the title says. It sounds amazing. Um, it is. Uh, actually, my phone is locked. So sorry, uh, you might have to memory, stream some of this. Memory infinite. Bright memory. Oh, he, gotcha. no, he, you missed that too. He finished it in like hmm. two hours. <laughs> two hours. Oh, yeah. it's short. Yeah, very wow. short. Okay. Um, there's only one weird part in the game. I think halfway in the game, it forces you to do like a stealth mission, like your suit jacks up and then you see like a cleaver on the ground and then you got to like kind of walk around and just, I mean, which is fine. I like stealth aspects. It's just out of place in that game. But it, like I was saying earlier, Richard, it's like a, it's, it's like Call of Duty. I'm like, there's points where I'm like jumping from a, um, a plane's wing to another plane that's racing towards a black hole in the sky that's sucking you in. And it's like, it's all over the place. You use a Michael Bay shot, shoot you across the map. It's like, it is Call of Duty stuff, you know? It Sounds awesome. Uh, like, but I, like I told Brent, it's $30. It's only two hours. Um, maybe $20 or less. Get it. I would recommend it. it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth it. I put it on PS5. I think this is the same one on the Series X and S. And then they have a Switch version, which I don't know how that would look or play. So, um, but it's all built on Unreal Engine. Um, but yeah, it's it's a quick hit. It's good though. I mean, I have I have my fun with it. I don't know if I would go back into it. And maybe very cool. I don't know. Maybe in a couple of weeks I might just go through it again because, like I said, it's very quick. It, it is, and it, it is satisfying how you shoot the weapons and you can repel attacks and just going through and fighting enemies and just going back and forth and using the gravity grab and grabbing them and just kind of just balancing and, and doing different combos and everybody's a lot of fun. Good You're combat flow. Done well. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, Bright Memory Infinite. That that one, I think, uh, that was the one, uh, Richard, if you remember correctly, uh, when the Series X was doing their show, I think that was announced yeah. on Microsoft show. I was about and to I say, think, it was a big tech showcase at one point, too. Yeah, 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 because this one was done by a Chinese studio, and I think, uh, like I said, it just released last week, so. Because when people did the research, it had been out on Steam for like two years. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if you remember, it, like they used the, if you bought the Steam version, they locked you in, in the, the upgrade, so. yeah. Because I remember people were doing that as well. Um, there it is. Twenty dollars on PlayStation Store. Unreal Engine yeah. Four. Interesting. And then um, outside of that, the the the, uh, the only other thing I'm playing is um, uh, Live Alive. So I've I want to get to that one too. Alive. I bought that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I, I ended up doing the the distant future, which I, I completed that on the the demo progress, and I never went back into mm-hmm. the other. That there was two other time periods in there. So in this one, when I picked up the game, I started the Edo period one. Um, 
uh, Feudal Japan, I believe. And then this right. when you play as a ninja, as a, was it Obu Maru? Did it carry over your demo progress, like from your digital demo? It moved it right over, yeah. So, I mean, you open up the game, it just it transfers and you uh, save it over main game save. That's, That's it. convenient. Just fine. So Yeah. Uh, That one's the only one that I've actually had difficulty with. is because, like, that one, I think, when you present it, they give you that ability where you can kind of, like, it looks like wallpaper and you blend in and to the background. And then you have two ways to play the game at that point. So you could go through and just murder everybody as the ninja, or you can go through and play it complete stealth. Um, and I never was sure which way was the right way, so I just went ahead and said fuck and went online and looked it up. So there's different perks when you do one over the other, and different if you, do it in the middle, you lose out on both perks. So oh, so it's like, and if you want to just murder everybody in the game, just go through that whole castle and get everybody. I think you have to kill all 100 people. You cannot just do 97 and, and complete it, then you won't get the the bonuses. Oh gosh. Um, and then there's uh, the pacifist way where you just go through and you avoid all battles except for the boss battles. But the the catch on that one is there's certain battles that, I mean, if you get caught in the battle by accident, you can flee from them. But there's certain battles you can't flee from. So you have to be careful and make sure you okay. miss those. Uh, but you do get a weapon, I think, that gives you like plus 40 attack at the end of it because you're sacrificing your ability to move up levels when you do battles. So, I mean, that's a unique way to play the game. So, like, when I, when I played the... The distant, I mean, the distant future one where they you play as an android that's called Cube that was made up on there. There was no battles on that one. I think the battles were all from what I played on, originally on there was like from a video game called Captain Square, you know, from like what Square Square Squares off. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was like your tutorial on that area on how to play the battles, and it was completely missable. I mean, you didn't have to do it. I didn't. It wasn't forcing you to play that video game in there, so I could have oh, just damn. went on with the story and skipped that whole part on there. So that game's pretty unique, man. It's just uh. Each one plays differently. Some of them are very battle focused on some of those uh, vignettes, and then some of them are like you can go through and not do any battle. And then like the one I'm in right now is complete stealth. So like there's multiple ways to play with different perks on there. So I, I literally and then the over uh, the the Edo one I was I felt like I was doing something wrong because I was just I didn't I don't know I had to actually look it up online and look at the differences and somebody had explained it and I was like oh okay that makes sense. What's the goal? Either you go all in and get everybody, or you know you can go with the full stealth route. You know. Which one are you deciding to do? Um, I think I ended up just going the full stealth route because I think it's I had originally some people in like game FAQs where I look on there were having a hard time finding like three people that were left on the hunter counter because like as you kill somebody it gives you a counter like you've killed one person you've killed two people and as gotcha. you go, um one kill two kill three but it's like kill. Even when I played in the beginning, when they give you like your briefing, they really were kind of like pushing for you like hey you gotta go in here and save this prince that's captured and it's like the whole story bit with that one is like i guess whoever's whoever it's like one of those you know the the shogunate are trying to overthrow the emperor at that time uh and so like this guy's crazy man he's like he wanted to rip off the skin of that guy and, and turn him into a robot and so it's like you have to get in there and, and save him before it happens so it's like a lot of supernatural stuff is, which was also you know part of the Edo period too that's wicked um but yeah i mean it's interesting like i said I, i've only put maybe like two or three hours into it so Pretty good Sounds good. I've been meaning to pop that one in too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, when I we finally a... get, when we get a updated port of a Super Nintendo JRPG that we never got, it's like this has to be purchased. I, I felt like that was one of those you vote with your wallet, as Cesar famously says. Yeah. And I downloaded yeah, the demo, good. so whatever metrics they have for people who downloaded the demo, that was me as well. I mean, it's, 
you know, Square Enix is getting all my money this year, man. I got like a game coming out every month, and I'll probably <laughs> gonna put it's gonna bleed my wallet dry. So they're in a bit of a golden age at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, so, some of that's probably pandemic based because you know some of that stuff probably got pushed back. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure they even they don't want to crowd the market with all their shit every month. You know, it's not great for them either. You know, you don't want to put too much out there and hurt sales from other stuff. But they finally shed the weight of Tomb Raider. And Gex. Yeah, the ones that, that were never good enough. They could have sold 30 yeah. million copies and they would have came out and be like, wasn't enough. Tomb Raider should have sold 50 million copies. It's crazy to me. And everybody loves those games. I mean, I could have sworn they sold well. They sold better than most games. But yeah. Whatever. And got, all got Game of the Year editions with like all the bonus content. Sure. I'm still waiting. I'm going to end up getting one of those, that $20 SKU that has all the Tomb Raider stuff. Yeah. Be like me when I buy every fucking version of Duos X. I'm like, I sat there and I think I got like regular and I got director's cut and on PS3 and then director's cut on Wii U. I'm like, I don't know how many times I got to fucking buy that game to get the third game in the fucking trilogy so I can finish. <laughs> that may um, never. Are we going to get a conclusion to your mankind? Divided? I, yeah. At this point, I mean, the, that my best chance now is when they got sold. So, yeah. I mean, it's there, right? I mean, the, the chances are. I mean, you know they're going to make another Tomb Raider. That's probably the first thing they're doing. So, um, that and just or keep reskinning people in Avengers and keep doing that. But whatever. Where did they end up at? Who's Umbrella? Uh, it was an Embracer Group, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. They got enough money to let them do what they want, right? Yeah, well, Embracer Group had that crazy thing. That what 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 do they do, man? They, embrace. They, they do embrace, man. But I think they spent all that money. They went back and bought all those old IPs, like on old consoles and systems. They spent like I think it was something crazy, like two million dollars, where they just bought IP. Like they bought like a like ways to play the games that they acquired. It was weird. Like, um. Uh, like different emulators or DOS box basically, type things. Yeah, or? yeah, like basically. Wow. They went back to ISOs to some of their games. They spent like like just on their back catalog alone. They they bought they spent money just on ways to replay them. Um, Who's doing that? Somebody in that organization knows what they're doing and what they have a preservation side to them, right? Who's doing that? I th- I don't know if it's a preservation side. They just know that they have those IPs and people want to pay and play them again. Right, but a standard a standard game company doesn't do that or invest in that or know that right <laughs> that we've I mean, experienced yeah no, but nobody i mean usually nobody wants to fucking do the work that's the thing they're doing the yeah. work. i forgot what outside of came out an article where they they talked about how much money they spent on like just different ways they can play fucking gex like they bought ps1 versions, saturn versions, <laughs> you know pc versions yeah. like of the ips that they own to say all right what can we do to get this on some kind of playable fucking platform now you know like they actually have it there like so i mean Digital Eclipse and a fucking Gex, you know. Digital Eclipse is doing great at that. Gog does great at that. Quietly, Gog, I don't think, gets enough credit for for putting those like DOS box type things into those SKUs that they release. There's M2, but I don't know so much that they're preserving the the emulation or the playback methods of that. That's wild, Cesar. I don't I don't remember reading that or hearing that somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it I'm- makes sense though. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it somewhere. I remember reading an article about it, and I was like, I remember who, who somebody, it wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and, and 
and, and bring it up. And we can have Brian go on to yeah. what he played. I can look it up by then. But I, I remember reading it. There was not many people talking about it. There was somebody who wrote an article about how much they fucking invested on that. Like That's this, big news. I mean, what's, there what's the use of collecting... What's the use in collecting all the VHS tapes if you don't have the VHS player for that specific? Not quite yeah, like the a, same analogy, but it's like, a, what was that? I don't think me and you ever had that. Did we have that conversation, Richard, about seventeen seventy six? No. You ever seen or that I, movie? Or I don't remember. Uh. Uh-uh. Never seen that movie. Nope. I don't even know what seventeen seventy six is. The musical that came out that celebrated the bicentennial of the birth of America, I guess. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I know the year 1776. Yeah, so, but it's like a musical version of it. Okay. And, like, they came out, and it was crazy, because there were, somebody was talking about, like, who, who keep, I think they've re-released this thing, like, somebody, I, I somehow got, dude, it's funny, because somehow I got lost in that thread, at the, uh, Blu-ray.com. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And it, I, I don't, I don't even know what this movie is because I just, I just started clicking around and then I, I went in the thread and when they announced it and the people were excited about it, it's like, some guy was in like, me and my wife watches this every July Fourth. I'm like, really, there's people out here that does this. I'm like, and I was like, I've never fucking heard of this movie. And I was like, I was going down and they were talking about like all the shit they would did with this movie. And this is a Sony movie. And I'm, I'm trying to find the like what they add on there, but I'm not gonna take up too much time. But they legit on there is like seven different versions of that fucking film on that 4K Blu-ray. Like what? they have the VHS version has extra two minutes, a laserdisc version had extra fifteen minutes of this cut, and it's like That's pretty they, crazy. They went back and they like found every fucking version of seventeen seventy six, and it's all playable on that four K Blu ray, and it was fucking crazy. I mean, there's like three or four different versions, from, like multiple mediums. That's preservation. Like, That's true preservation. That's great. But uh, yeah, I somehow got lost in that. I'm intrigued now. Like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah, that's wild. 1776. How much yeah, is the 4K Blu-ray? Somebody wanted to turn to the 1776 show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last uh, thing I needed. Let's see. Games played. Would you play, Brant? I know you played uh, Halo Infinite. Yep, aside from some Halo Infinite with you Not y'all. against cardboard. I, uh, I keep staying on this PS1 kick. Um, I loaded some more PS1 games on my, um, uh, Vita TV. What'd you put on there? Uh, so I have the original, well, not, no, not the original. I have Twisted Metal 2 on there. Uh, I actually played a little bit of that, uh, this week, just going through and playing the first few levels Friend of the show, uh, Chris's least favorite, Twisted Metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Twisted Metal Two is is it's it's such a leap above that first one, uh, and then having every all all these different like destructible elements and uh, the thing that that really sucked was how light a lot of the cars were and how you could wind up just like flying all over the map. And if you yeah. run into anything, you take a heck of a lot of damage uh, from just like barely bumping into a wall or anything like that. Um, Almost but like being the, being the motorcycle and motor storm when the, some yeah. of those big mud races, like eh, if you don't avoid right. those, you're going to get screwed up. Yeah. 
All right, Richard. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry. Richard, You're I'm, good. I know this is going to fuck up your thing. Uh, I posted the link in the chat for that that article we can talk about on here before we leave. I won't click Embracer it. Group has spent $2 million on 50,000 games for his retro game archive. Wow. Towards 50,000? That's a good... Yeah. That's better than a fanatical bundle. <laughs> or a humble bundle. Hey, I mean, that'll be like that Cowabunga collection. We're getting... How many different versions of like Turtles in Time and all that in there? There's what thirteen book clan, thirteen games or something. We need to go. We all need to go back and beat uh, Shredder's Revenge. By the way. Oh yeah. I want to finish that with y'all. Twisted Metal Brant. But I've I've also added the uh, the three and four on there uh, because I remember enjoying those games. I booted up. uh, Small Brawl. I actually uh, threw... There was a bunch of games I threw on there. I threw, like, uh, Spider-Man on there, Spider-Man oh. 2. There was a there was a second Spider-Man game. It's like um, Revenge of Enter, Electro or something. Enter Electro or yeah. something. Elect, Electro Appears or it's something like that. Electro Appears. It's, it's, it's Spider-Man like 2. That. Spider-Man. Um. Vigilante, both of the Vigilante games, Vigilante 8s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Activision. play that at the South Lake Movie Theater. Yeah. They had a big cabinet. Um, put the uh, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game on there. Uh, the Capcom fighting game. Um, and I even played that a little bit before we got on. That's actually, it's a pretty solid fighting game. And then they they mix it up. They'll have different sections in there. Yeah. Where it kind of does like a um, like a Dragon's Lair or Space Ace kind of thing, where it has a prompt like and a and an image fly at you, and you have to respond and press the right button at the right time, or you take damage. Um, and then there's another section mm-hmm. where a a character like appears around the screen, like they just keep moving around the screen. Um, I think they had like three different areas, three high, three low, and you have to like shoot at them and move the cursor. And as like they're a, moving like up, a whack-a-mole type thing. Kinda, yeah. And they'll throw shit at you. So you've got to like shoot the shit out of the air. And <laughs> so it's like uh, the whack-a-mole with the moles fight yeah, back. <laughs> they do. They fight back. The, the moles throw, uh, throw knives at you. Uh so it's uh it's it's actually not a bad not a bad little game. And I know that one uh, physically goes for a heck of a lot of money. So so I was listening to another show, and they said the Dreamcast JoJo was a combination of two games. Is this mm-hmm. one of the two that got on there? It's the... I forgot what it was. The Dreamcast one was like a director's cut. Where it had like a, it's the PS1 version, and they added like another game. Okay. It's, it's different. It, it look, on the surface, it looks like a straight port, but it's not. It's, a okay. different, it's pretty much a different okay. game. Gotcha. Um, I even but found like a... But the Dreamcast one, I'll add this to the arcade perfect one. That's the one I played. Oh, ah, okay. Well, that would make sense. That okay. would make sense coming from the Dreamcast, yeah. Um, I found like a card capture game, which is another game based on a uh, another anime that I remember as a kid. But I haven't I haven't played it yet. That was a like a Japanese only release, uh, but it has an English patch. So, uh, and then a game just for the heck of it, uh, found and, and got Pepsi Man. 
Yeah, he sent us a screenshot. <laughs> I played a little bit of Pepsi Man before the show as well. That so, game is where you, where you downloading these from? Uh, places it's private collection. Private collection. Yeah. Uh, I have it's on his wall, Cesar. Alternate storefronts. There we go. Yeah, but no, I mean, I are we are we going to the same alternate storefronts? Because there's an alternate storefront place I go, I get everything. Yeah, uh, maybe. Ooh. We may it's need possible. to share after the show so the FCC doesn't come after us. I get to put up a lovely cease and desist. <laughs> um, and it's weird since I since I played a good bit of uh, Twisted Metal two. I went ahead and just tried Vigilante 8 because I briefly remember that. Uh, and I remember having a good time with it. It's It's got a little bit more detail and, it, you know, some different flair to it than Twisted Metal. But yeah, it was that, also... Yeah, I played that 64 version with Expansion Pack upgrade. This one I played. High res. Yeah. Well, it's, Vigilante uh, 8 is a is a arcade game, right? So it's designed yeah. to take your quarters versus Twisted Metal, which is always been a home port right or a home console title yeah but uh it just you're, it damn you're just down for some vehicular combat yes <laughs> i it, see it, where brant's going i did yeah, notice but, it just didn't it didn't control as tight um but it's still i i loved um like the little hidden secrets like the first the first uh level i just jumped into was of course that like ski resort level and you can go up and down on the on the ski lift and things like that um and then just because i looked at it and that was 1989 was that first vigilante 8 game so just to compare i was like you know that was uh had to be 98 right? 98 yeah, yeah sorry 89 would have been mind-blowing <laughs> or uh, it would have been top down like a uh, spy hunter <laughs> <laughs> no Rad but racer. so i had to uh i had to look and i was like okay so technically um was it twisted metal 3 came about around the same time same year Great at least yeah. so i popped in popped in that but that's when they switched to 989 uh studios nine eight nine but i remembered them so well um and they did a they did a a pretty good job i mean it did feel a little bit different the first thing you notice is uh they have licensed uh soundtrack every track every track has a different um song did you recognize a bunch of the music oh yeah i mean the 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 theme or I guess the the opening cinematic has. I'm trying to think. Was it is it Rob Zombie or White Zombie at that point? But it's a it's a Rob Zombie joint, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember this. And then I got into the first level. I can't remember the the artist, but I immediately remembered that song. I was like, oh That's yeah, crazy. yeah. So I would I would love to to stream all those, but then when you get stuff like that, I'm like, do mm. it. I don't know if you can stream all that licensed licensed music. I mean, I guess Do I could turn, just turn the music off, but then you're just listening to nothing. Um, come after us. I'll frame that shit. I'll frame that certificate. But uh, you can tell just going to a different studio, it has its it has its growing pains. The the controls are they stayed the same, but changed them a little bit. 
there were certain things that you know I was trying to use the the handbrake and they they moved it and it just wound up being so I, I kept pressing uh, square I think to try and uh, or not square circle to try and like uh, quickly turn myself around and it wound up just giving me a backwards facing view it would like give you like a almost rear view mirror just show the front face I'm like what what the hell's going on so it's weird yeah it took a second to to reacclimate and um they really leaned into like you know car stats and things like that so if you had a heavier vehicle it was slower um twisted metal 3 but it was it's I, I still I still love all those twisted metal games except for one one was just not that great did you play small brawl small brawl no I did not the RC one yes Grant, would you like oh, to borrow a hard copy, or would you like to play alternate storefronts of that one? Um, I don't know. <laughs> At some point, I'll play it. We'll see. I think, like, what was it for me? It was like I, I, I loved one and two, and then I never played three. I went, I went with the went with single track one. Then they did Rose Trip, and then played Rose Trip. And that was the true three for me. Kind of like a uh, Lost Odyssey was like Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think my most but, played Twisted Metal is one of the PSP ones, like the launch title. Yeah, head on. I've got that over here too. And then a friend of mine and I actually played the PS3 one pretty steady. Um, I remember playing it and it just not feeling right. Yeah, it just and the black wasn't is highly revered too. The same. Yeah, black. I had to go back and play that after a certain point, but it black was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Twisted Metal. And then, really, other than that, the big game that I that I played lately, I actually streamed was uh, Stray. Yeah. Played that on uh, Saturday. Cat Simulator. Cat Simulator. Um, it's a good ass game, man. Enjoy. They, it. they the 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 atmosphere they have set up in that game and. As far as like sound design, um, the haptics, um, the triggers, because I mean, of course, you play as a cat, and you have like things that you can even stop and like scratch on, and the triggers get really like stiff, and you have to like move, work them back and forth, and the as the cat like scratches up and down, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know if you walk on something metal you can hear the like tapping of the the pads of the cat's paws on the metal and you can kind of say, feel the haptics <laughs> yeah uh uh oh they do a good job with the haptic feedback oh yeah stuff? yeah um and then just the overall the visuals of the game all the all the scenery um and and the lighting and everything it just it sets the mood perfectly you know as you walk around this what well, starts off as like just a desolate city there's nothing and then you wind up walking into this area where there's these robots and they're uh f- at first they think you're oh gosh i can't even remember what they call them now there's like these little things and they look like head crabs from half life yes and they started off as like some bacteria 
and they just grew and mutated and now they can just eat anything even metal so the robots are afraid of them and for good reason yeah so at first they think you're one of them and so you know you've seen that in the trailers the robots kind of like run away from you but eventually you get to the point where you can explore and um just continue through the story there's um some good references there's a uh, back to the future reference in there and okay uh <laughs> some just where we're going we don't need cats yeah um but it's good man uh i played for i think just under three hours so, so i had I, the i will admit i had the stream up but you but were trying not to, to watch. Support. I was trying not to watch. I was like, we're going to yeah. play with this with the kids and see what they think. They love cats. We'll, we'll play the cat simulator. Yeah, it's it's fun. I really don't want to because there's there's so many like little funny things that you can do and get in there. Um, I will say some of the physics are, are janky. Um, there is no jumping from one thing to the next, just like free jump. It's you walk up to something and if you can jump up on it or to it it'll it'll have like a little x and you can just jump from one thing to the next or whatever which does a really good job of guiding you of um kind of showing you exactly where you can traverse uh they do they do a very good job of of guiding you through um the levels and kind of cool just showing you where you need to go yeah through and they just kind of like how uncharted or any of those games do they you know they give you some kind of visual clues as well as just the layout and everything it looked like it controlled really well but like i'm saying the the some of the physics are, are really janky i think there was one point where i knocked a box over it like flipped over and I jumped down, and I eventually like got into the box, and the box was just on me, and <laughs> it was a little, it was a little janky. There's, there's some stuff that you, because you're a cat, you can get up onto these shelves and things, and you can knock stuff yeah. over. And there's some stuff that, you know, you might knock a bottle over, and it, you know, falls down fine. But then you may like walk up next to a coffee cup, and it just goes, poof, flies off. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? So spring loaded. <laughs> But it's uh it's pretty good. I'm having fun with it. Um, like I said, I'm not. I, I won't talk too much on it because I'll let you, let you experience for sure. Because it's yeah, it's a fun little game. I'm sure your um your kids are gonna enjoy it. I upgraded my. You guys talked me into it, so I upgraded my PlayStation Plus to the top tier one, so I can play this. <laughs> and I downloaded it. Yeah. I'll probably I probably will buy a, a physical um copy of this as well. Yeah. Just because it's you know it's an indie studio, but they did a they did a really good job. Everything I played, I was very very impressed. Seems and, high production value and a lot of charm. Oh yeah, here. yeah. And I I even heard that the the people that are behind this game, they're doing stuff to you know even help um, real life shelter cats and things like that. So I'm like, okay, well you awesome. know that's that's pretty cool. You know they're if they're they're helping need, animals in need and stuff. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. I know we're all fans of the Neckos on the podcast. All all animals. I love animals, man. All animals, especially the Neckos. But all that's, right, is that uh, it for you, yeah, that's it. All right, you guys got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? 
Ladies and gentlemen, Good. thank you for joining us this week. We will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.